are in the presence of Jesus. We've sang it, we've declared it. If there's one name that is able to make us whole today, change and transform our lives, it is the name of Jesus. So today I'm believing for my life that my life is going to be changed. I'm going from glory to glory. That's what God says about my life. I, my eyes are not going to grow faint, but we're going to go ahead. God's got great things for us. So why don't you turn to somebody as you sit down and say, Jesus has got a plan for my life. Amen. So this morning, the title of my message is, What Are You Wearing Today? Why don't you take a look at yourself right now? Have a look what clothes you've got on. Maybe you'll take a sneaky peek at your neighbor next to you. But what are you wearing today? Do you know most of us, and I'm not going to say all of us because I know it may not be all of us, but most of us before coming to church today, we changed our clothes. For some of us, we have woken up after a sleep and we've got changed out of our pajamas and we are wearing the clothes clothes that we are wearing today. There are others in our congregation that come to church straight after a night shift and they're in their work uniform sometimes and they come and they get changed. But for, by and large, for most of us today, we have changed our clothes. And we're all kind of quite familiar in the society in which we live that there are clothes for certain occasions. And we tend to dress according to those occasions or according to what the dress code is. So when we were in school, we used to, many of us would have worn a school uniform and we knew that that was appropriate to wear. And if we tried to bend the rules, like coming in one day without the school uniform, we knew that there were going to be possible consequences for us in doing that. So every day we choose our clothing based on the environment that we're about to walk into. And so I was just beginning to think about this and thinking, I do this every day, in, out, in, out. And often the clothes I pick to wear say something about who I am. I don't know whether you find that, but often when we go to buy clothes, if we get that luxury often enough, we'll look for something that we think, how can it express who I am? So today I may be wearing a slightly brighter jumper because as you know, typically I'm quite a, a big and bold person. And for others, today you may be here and you're like, do you know what? I'm just really happy being understated. You know, but we all pick clothes and a lot of the times those clothes that we pick represent who we are. So I got to thinking, well, if our clothes are representative of who we are, does the Bible have anything to say about clothes? And do you know what? For those of you who are into clothes, you'll be really pleased to hear that the Bible has a lot to say about the clothes that we wear. And today, I'm not going to trace us through the history and the evolution of clothes through the Bible by any stretch of the the imagination. But what I'd love to do 
is just share some thoughts with you because I believe that God wants us to be dressed well. I believe God wants us to be dressed well for every occasion that we walk into because just like in the physical realm, we get dressed every day. We can do the same in our walk with him. How does that sound? Okay, so we're going to start off briefly looking at the Old Testament. You know, and it's really interesting because when God um, placed priests in place to care for and represent the people of God to, um, to God and God to represent himself through the priests, he was really very specific about what the priests were going to wear. He didn't say, boys, turn up in your workwear. You've been in the fields all day. You come along and you just wear whatever. Do you know what? There's a whole chapter in Exodus 28, a whole chapter that talks very specifically about the garments that the priests were going to wear. And in verse 2, I'm just going to read one or two verses to you. It says, make sacred garments for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. Instruct all the skilled craftsmen who I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. Have them make garments for Aaron that will distinguish him as a priest set apart for my service. So God places a quite a lot of attention in detail on the clothes that he has want, is wanting his people to wear. And I started thinking about that in light of the New Testament. This is Old Testament. But do you know what? I think we can pick up on some of the key words that are mentioned here and really bring that into our New Testament living and our New Testament walking through of life. You know, look what the Bible says. Make garments that are glorious and beautiful. Not just, ah, they'll do. You know, what bit of a scrap piece of material have we got under the bed from what we've made? No, make garments that are glorious and beautiful. And he says, let them be distinguished and, and let those garments distinguish Aaron as a priest who set apart for my service. You know, the clothes that God wants us to wear every day are a bit like that. He's not saying sloppy. He's saying, no, my kids bought by my name. I want them to be clothed in the best garments that are glorious and beautiful, things that are going to distinguish them for the service they have unto me. You know, the Bible says that we are carriers of the gospel of Jesus. You know, our mandate here on earth is that we diffuse the presence of God wherever we go. That's why we're still here. If God was over, we'd be up in heaven already, but he's not finished with the earth yet. So he's left us here is his hands and his feet and he said guess what you get to be my glory glory carriers you get to be the ones that usher people into my presence and I don't want them thinking you know oh I don't want to follow that gospel look at it no he's not looking for a ragtag army he's looking for an army that's dressed in the finest garments that are going to represent who God is so I'm so excited that as I began to look through the New Testament I was so excited excited to uncover more about these garments that God has given us and he wants us to be clothed in. We're going to look to begin with in Galatians 3 verse 26 to 27 and this is starting at salvation and it says this, for you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. 
So when we put our faith in Jesus, we became children of God. And it says, all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. How awesome is that? And that's why baptism is so powerful. Because it actually says here, it's as we are baptized that we are united with Christ in baptism. And it's at that point of baptism that we put on the new clothes. So I would encourage any of us who are believers in Jesus today, if you have made a decision for Jesus, if you've not yet been baptized, you're walking around without the garments that he's got ready for you. So put your names down, get baptized. You know, sometimes I know it's embarrassing getting up in front of all the people. I can remember when I got baptized at 13, I spent ages writing my little speech and my speech was this. I want to get baptized because I want to follow in obedience to Jesus. That was my speech and it took me ages to write. And the person that called me up on the stage said, and this is Faye, and she wants to get baptized out of obedience for Jesus. So Faye, do you have anything to say? <laughs> and I was just like, ground swallow me up because I'd worked hard on this and I haven't got anything more to say. So I understand that it's sometimes a bit weird going up in front of people and getting baptized, but can I encourage you? Take the step, take the plunge even to, to say, take the plunge. Do you know what? You're among family and your family members want to see these new wardrobe that you get to put on when you walk out of that baptism pool. And do you know what? Maybe you are like, oh, Faye, come and see us because we don't want you to get baptized or not get baptized just because you don't want to say something in front of people. We can arrange to baptize you at the end of the service. Okay, but as a Christian, our walk has power and the clothes that God gives us is when we unite with him through baptism. So the Bible talks about clothing in relation to our walk with God as we get baptized. So as we become followers of Jesus, the Bible's saying we get a new wardrobe. You may be familiar with the scripture in Corinthians that talks about a new nature. You know, the old is gone, the new has come, we're new creations, you know, and God has given us a new wardrobe. But that got me to thinking, what clothes do I wear each day then? Do I have a choice in the clothes that I, I wear in this, not like, like going out to town, but you know, it's spiritually, do I have a choice in the wardrobe or the clothes I pick from this wardrobe? And the answer is yes. You know, oftentimes we may think, oh, because we've made a decision to follow Jesus, we just naturally have got these clothes on and we're just like wandering around. But let me show you a scripture in Ephesians 4, verse 21 to 24, that highlights a bit more about our clothes. And it says this, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So the Bible talks about throwing off 
and putting on. We're familiar with this, aren't we? We do this every day. We get home from work, we throw off our work clothes, we get into our PJs. They're comfy and cozy. When we get up to go back to work, we throw them off and we put on our new clothes for the day. The Bible talks about that as well with us. You know, sometimes we would be naive to think that we're just wandering around gloriously with these robes on. No, the Bible says each day we have to pick from the wardrobe. We have to put on the new nature. We have to make a decision to throw off the old nature and say, no, I am putting on this new nature that's been given to me because of my faith in Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes I don't know what it's like for you, but sometimes when we buy clothes, we buy clothes and they sit in the wardrobe for a while and we carry on wearing the old clothes. Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever bought new clothes but left them in the wardrobe because the old clothes, they like, they're comfy. You know, we, we know where they fit on us. We feel cozy in them. And sometimes we've got to be really careful as Christians that we don't let our old nature be the thing that we carry around with us. We've got to choose every day to take that off and say, no, I'm putting on this new nature which is found in Jesus. And do you know what? The great thing about this new wardrobe is that it's priceless. Have you ever looked at an item of clothing and thought, oh, I wish I had the money to buy that. Oh, this costs this and that. Well, do you know what? The clothes that God has provided in his wardrobe for you and I are priceless. They were bought. Those clothes were given to us because Jesus paid the ultimate price for them. So when you're putting on this new wardrobe, you don't have to think, oh, are my trousers going to split when I go out in this new wardrobe today? Is it going to? No. There's nothing in the new wardrobe that God has given us that is defective whatsoever. In fact, the new clothes that God gives us to wear is more than able to meet any circumstance and come against anything. So whether it's a sunshine day, hey, your clothes are going to fit you well for sunshine. Whether it's rain and storms, hey, you're not going to get sodden and wet and things are leaking because the clothing that God gives us is well equipped to handle every circumstance circumstance in every season of life. You know, because the thing is with our Christ walk is when we make Jesus the, the, our savior is that we don't become the perfect person overnight. How many of you know that? Hands up. If there's somebody in this church that you know that is not perfect. I am not perfect. None of us are perfect. We are being um, transformed from, into, from glory into glory. God is in the process of transforming us. And Ephesians says that let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. And he has to put that in there because we're a work in process. Our thoughts and our attitudes are going to need to be checked on every day of our lives until we reach glory because there's an opportunity for us to sink into an old way of life. And the Bible today is saying, no, no, put away those old clothes. 
empty the wardrobe? Why are we hanging around with things that are, you know, that are tattered, they're bad attitudes, they're stinking, they're threadbare? No, let's walk and let's gaze and let's select from the wardrobe that God has given us. And we will be blessed when we do that. So what clothes am I going to be putting on and off? I love that you asked that question. And do you know what? The Bible is filled with examples of old clothes, new clothes. I'm not going to get a chance to read all of the scriptures today, but if I could encourage you, I would say read the whole of Galatians chapter 5, read the whole of Colossians chapter 3, and read the whole of Romans 13. We got homework. Three chapters. Do we reckon we could do that for next week? Colossians 3, Galatians 5, Romans 13. Read those three chapters. I'm going to pick out scriptures from that. But if you read from those, you will find out what are the new clothes and what are the old clothes to help us on our way so that we can live our life the way that God created it. Because God created for us to live an abundant life. blessed on what the provisions that God has given to us. So we're going to start off looking at Romans 13 and I'm going to begin in verse 12 and it says this, the night is almost gone and the day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Shining armor is what the God and the word of God declares over this new wardrobe. You know, and when I read that, I'm reminded a shining armor is dazzling. You know, Matthew 5 says we're a city on a hill. We're a light. Our, our clothes that we are wearing, are they're like shining light to people who are lost in darkness. So that's why the Bible says throw away your old clothes. They're dirty. There's nothing that's going to be attracting anybody to you when you're covered and wearing dirty clothes. No, let put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the day we must live decent lives for all to see ah okay so as a Christian then I've got to live a decent life don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity or immoral living or in quarreling or jealousy instead clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires Clothe ourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know what? I think that in that scripture is saying we need to have a wardrobe sought out. You know, if you look here, Paul had to talk to the Christians at the Roman church and he had to say, time to sort your wardrobes out. Time to give them a bit of a clear out. If there's something that doesn't belong to the Christ life, don't keep it in the wardrobe. We throw it out. We throw it out. Yeah, because he says, clothe yourself with Christ. Now that's not saying, oh, well, only clothe yourself with the parts of Christ that you'd like to clothe yourself with. Because let's be honest, we're brilliant at manipulating things to get our own way. 
We are experts. And we know that we're experts because after saying, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul has to say, and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your usual desires. So what's that saying? He's like, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hang on now. Don't be trying to work out how you're going to break the rules here. Because he knows us. God knows us. He knows that's what we're sinners. That's why we need a savior. And the reality is that sometimes what we like to do is we like to pick and choose. Oh, Lord, I'll receive your love. Yeah, your healing would be great. Yeah, I'll take that. But no, I'm not going to stop sleeping with my boyfriend. And no, I am not going to forgive somebody because they've hurt me. And no, you're not going to stop me going to a nightclub. Well, hang on a minute. We like to pick and choose, pick and choose. Well, I like these old clothes. But God's like, hang on. Isn't my new wardrobe that has like priceless clothes in it, isn't it enough? You know, when Paul had to address the Roman church, he wasn't addressing sinners. Let's just get this clear. This wasn't like a salvation appeal. This wasn't a gospel appeal to the unconverted. Paul's talking to Christians. Okay, so like if we're thinking, oh yeah, well, Paul's just talking to people that haven't found the way. No, Christians were living wrong. So the Bible talks about, and I love that the Bible knows how to get right where we are at. He talks about things that we're familiar with. We get dressed every day. It's not a hard concept to understand. So Paul describes our Christ life like putting on clothes taking off clothes and I just love that you know when we look at it you may say but what are the characteristics and values of the Christ life and the reality is I don't have time to tell you all of them but I'll tell you some of them today but that's why it's really important that we take time to find these things out you know the word of God is rich treasure And it's filled with everything that we need to know. We've just got to choose to go mining in it. We have got to choose to spend time finding out. And, you know, that's a journey. That is a journey. That is what we've got to do. So what does Colossians 3.12 say about some of our life characteristics and values? Well, it says this, since God chose you to be holy people, he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. And move on quickly. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Hey, we've received it all here. We have received it all. God has forgiven us and accepted us in the state that we came to him in. And we weren't gleaming when we came to him. Do you know what? We weren't. But God said, I love you. I want you. And if he can forgive us, we can forgive others. We can forgive others. And it says this, above all else, clothe yourself with love. You know, really, that encapsulates everything about this new wardrobe. Love, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. 
and always be thankful. So that's just like one passage which really helps to give us guidance, doesn't it, about what the clothes that we're wearing are looking like. You know, you may be thinking, oh, Faye, this is a tall order, yeah? I'm going to struggle with that. I'm in that boat with you. I have a stinking attitude sometimes. I sometimes don't want to think the best about people. I sometimes don't want to be kind-hearted. I don't, you know? But actually, that excuse is not going to cut it, okay? But the great thing is God's not leaving us powerless either. Because he says, I know you're not strong enough, which is why I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who helps to lead us into all truth. And we're going to pick up now in Galatians 5, and we're going to start in verse 16, and it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is opposite to what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us the desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. And we move forward then into verse 22 and it says this, The Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. So in this new wardrobe that we're required to put on every day, God is empowering us to put this on because he knows in and of ourselves we're going to struggle. So he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us be patient with one another, to forgive one another, to be kind, to be self-controlled. And he enables us to put on that new nature. I think a key for us all to remember, though, is that we have a choice to throw off, okay? We have to choose to throw off, and we have to choose to put on. Throw off, put on. And that is what... Galatians talks about. So we need to understand our bad attitudes aren't going to cut it. Our immorality isn't going to cut it. Our gossip isn't going to cut it. These are all clothes that were found before we found Christ. And when we made a decision to follow Christ, we became new creations. The old passed away, behold, the new has come. And we have to choose to walk in that new nature that God has given us. You know, the Christ life is really interesting because in Antioch, in Bible times, they actually referred to Christians as little. They actually branded the name Christine, if you like, which means little Christs. Because they could see that the people that loved Jesus were walking around like little Jesuses. They were representing Christs. You know, that is a, a term that the secular world gave lovers of Jesus. My question today is, is our world branding us the same way? When they see Christian, 
Are they thinking, do you know what? Yeah, I can see that. And hey, we haven't got it all together. We're a work in progress as well. So don't be thinking, oh, I've got to have it all together. But if God's changed us, they'll see some change, won't they? They'll see some change. They'll say, do you know what? She always used to gossip. She don't gossip anymore. She only has good things to say about people. Do you know what? Her language used to be terrible. She only speaks well. Those kind of things, those kind of the new nature. Do you know what? It's so alien to our world. When somebody does something wrong, to not slap them across the face, but to forgive them, that is the new clothes being put on and represented in front of our friends and family. To reach out a hand, even though you know somebody's probably been a bit of an idiot, but you say, do you know what? I'm not going to leave you. I believe that you can do this. When everyone else walks away, that's somebody thinking, wow, they give second chances. There's not many people do that. Why is that? Because of the Christ life, because of the clothes I'm wearing, because God's done it for me and he'll do it for you. So we need to be aware of this beautiful clothing. And our clothing, like I said, represents us to the world in which we live. Our clothing, this new nature that we put on, represents Jesus to the world in which we live. And therefore, each day, let's choose to put on love. Let's choose to put on patience. Let's choose to put on kindness. Let's choose to put on these clothes that are found in our new wardrobe. Because in doing that, we are diffusing the presence of Jesus to the people that we meet. And because we are God's hands and feet on this earth. And he's only got us. I I know I say it often, but it baffles me why he chooses us. Because I'm like, Lord, we misrepresent you so much. And it's, it's, you know, I don't like to be misrepresented. I can't imagine what it must be like for God watching, like, his kids misrepresent us so much. But he's chosen us. And what I've come to discover is that the gospel's not fragile. The gospel is powerful. And he uses the weak things of this world to confound the wise. And he uses our imperfections. And he says, I'm not looking for you to have it all together. Because actually, I don't need to know it all. I just need somebody that says, here I am, Lord, use me, do what you will with me. And you will be amazed what God does in and through our lives when we have that attitude of, of, of God, please help me and please use me to diffuse your fragrance. So we've looked at clothes that practically work out in our lives. But if we were to look now at the final chapter of the book of Ephesians, we see that Paul talks about another aspect of our clothing that he would like us to put on. And Ephesians 6 verse 10 says a final word. Okay, so he's coming to the end and he says, I just want to bring attention to this now. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So what's this all about? Okay, so we've accepted Jesus into our lives, but can I just say there is a battle for you and I. There is a battle for humanity. Devil and Jesus want the same thing. They want us. 
God says that he gave his life for us as a ransom and he said he wants us to accept and put our faith in Jesus so that we can walk in the abundant life that God has provided for us and that is for everybody to partake of and receive but we know in John it talks about the devil comes to kill steal and destroy just because we accept Jesus into our lives doesn't mean the devil retreats no, the devil wants to knock us on co off course still. The devil is looking for ways to abort the rescue program in your life. The devil is looking for ways for you to turn your back on Jesus. He's not letting, sitting there and thinking, oh, do you know what? They've gone to Jesus now, right on to the next one. No, you have a target on your back. We have a spiritual enemy. So whilst there's day-to-day -day things and we may be getting mad at the person next to us, we've got to understand there is a battle, a spiritual battle, and it's not flesh and blood it's principalities and powers it's the wickedness in high places and the bible says make sure you don't go out at the beginning of the day naked don't go out naked concerning your spiritual life because it will be embarrassing okay so this is what the bible says in relation to this it says that the bible has the, we've got armor that we can use you know you just have to think about the british army you know it's really easy to work out who's a civilian and who's in the army isn't it it's based on their uniform and what they're wearing and God says that he has given us a uniform to wear, and it's called the armor of God. So we are going to have a look at this armor of God right now. And I'm going to read to you from the message from verse 13. And it says, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued every weapon. So God's issued weapons that we are to use so that when it's all over but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. That's why God gives us armor because he doesn't want us lying in a trench somewhere, battle weary and dead. No, he says, do you know what? If you put this armor on, you're going you're gonna to keep standing. There's still going to be a battle, but you're going to be still standing at the end of it. So it says this, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters and keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Do you know what? That last bit is really powerful. You know in an army when they go into combat, when somebody gets wounded or injured, they don't leave them for dead. They go back and they pick them up and they help them. And as Christians, we've got to make sure that we're not leaving our own fellow soldiers left for dead. The Bible says that we've got to keep one another's spirits up. We've got to encourage one another. You know, if we see somebody and it looks like they're floundering, what are we just going to sit there and say, well, we'll just watch that. Oh, well, they've fallen off the cliff, right? On to the next one. No, we're our brother's keepers. We've got to say, what are you doing? Jesus has got more things for you than this and the decisions you're making are going to end you 
up. Going off the edge of the cliff. The Bible says that we've got to pray for one another. We're a family. We're a family. And this is powerful. This is so powerful. This, this, this battle that we're in is spiritual. And the enemy wants to pick us off. He's looking for ways to pick us off. So not only do we have to watch that our armor is on, but watch your, your back of your brother or sister as well. Watch them and be there to encourage them and pray for them. Because we want to go through, we want to reach the other line, don't we, all together. I don't want to be the one running, hey God, I've made it, I did it. And there's people crawling behind me and I've been so selfish that I've not gone and helped them and said, come on, you can do this. When you've done all you can to stand, you stand. Come on, come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, you can do this. I don't want to be a selfish Christian that's only caring for my interests. I want to be the one that sees my family go before the finish line and say, Lord, we finished the race. We've done this. So this spiritual weaponry, the armor that God has given us is powerful. You know, in many translations, you'll see the belt of truth. Do you know what? The enemy would love for your trousers to fall down, wouldn't he? The belt of truth. The belt is there to hold everything up and together. It keeps all the other armor in place as well. What is the belt of truth? It's the word of God. And when the enemy comes to sow his seeds and his lies, the Bible says that we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. You see, the devil comes to accuse. He comes to try and get in. He tries to knock us off course. He chooses us to think, does he really think that about us? Is that really what God wants? That's what the devil does. He lies. He is a liar, but we need to have a belt of truth that knows the word of God. And when we're going through something and it looks as if things are getting tough, we pull that belt tighter and says, I am holding on to the word of God. I am holding on to the truth of what God says. I am not going to let go of the truth and believe something else. Believe another gospel of this world. I am going to believe the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ because he is the one that is going to see me to the end of the race. So this belt of truth is powerful. The Bible talks about a breastplate of righteousness. You know, we've got to wear Jesus. We're in this not because of the good deeds that we've done. We're righteous and made right with God because of what Jesus has done. He was the spotless, perfect lamb that gave his life for us so that we could inherit life. So we need to wear that and guard our hearts with it. It's a breastplate because it says, doesn't it, in the word of God, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to guard our heart. We need to know what the word of God says about us and that we're made righteous because, again, the enemy will come and he will try to attack those vital organs. He'll try to say, no, nah, you're no good. You failed this week. What are you on about? Get that off. And we can take off our breastplate if we think it's all about who we are and what we've done. And the enemy just fires a dart right into the heart. Bam. No, breastplate of righteousness. Put it on. Wear it. It's what God's done for us. Never be ashamed of your past because God has said that the old is gone. When you put faith in Jesus, the new has begun. And we wear that armor and that breastplate of righteousness which will help us. You know, the Bible talks about um, faith being a shield. 
rebuff the fiery darts of the enemy that try and pick you off, pick you off. No, you hold that and say, when I've done all to stand, I am standing. I have got faith in this. You can try what you want, but you are not penetrating me because my faith in God, even though it may be the size of a mustard seed, like Dave said, is enough to move mountains. And I will hold fast and I will advance and I will advance and I may not be running, but hey, I'm standing, I'm going one step at a time, and I will get where I need to go. The Bible talks about our feet being shod with the gospel of peace. We've talked about it. Our feet are peace feet, not strife feet. We are not going to bring a sick will to God through strife. We will bring a sick will to, to Jesus through the peace that God has given us, that assurance, and we will lead people based on what God has done, the gospel of peace that changes changes lives, transforms life. We will diffuse that gospel wherever we go. And also, finally, the helmet of salvation. You know, the helmet of salvation, it guards our minds, doesn't it, and our thoughts. And it's a really vital part of our weaponry as Christians because the enemy would want to try and attack us in our mind. He would want to try and attack us in our thoughts. He regularly, often, and pursuingly will try and knock you out through your thought life. And that's why we need the helmet of salvation. That's why we need to know who the sun set free is free indeed. We need to know that this salvation that God has given us is not weak or flimsy. It is powerful. It's redemptive and it has the power to change us. And this weaponry, this armor that God gives us, we've got to choose to put it on every day. Not part of it, all of it. It says use every weapon. Every piece of armor, use it. Because if we don't, it's like sending a soldier out half-dressed. No, it's not like, well, I'll choose, to, I'll choose the breastplate of righteousness today. I'll leave the shield at home. Well, all I'm going to say is, all the best. You know, because the Bible talks about putting on every piece of God's armor so that we can resist the enemy in the time of evil and we can stand firm. So I want to encourage us today, what a powerful wardrobe our God has given us. A wardrobe that we have to fight spiritual things that's not defective but is all sufficient for us to be able to go to the other side, for us to stand firm in the day of battle. We've got that wardrobe that we must put on every day to guard our spirits and because the weapons in this battle are not flesh and blood, they're principalities and powers. And in the arsenal of our new wardrobe as well, we get to live and flesh this out in our day-to-day -day lives where people see us as we show forgiveness and kindness and tender-hearted mercies as we choose to put on the fruits of the Spirit in our lives as we choose to wear Jesus Christ wherever we go and in wearing those clothes, they're representative of who we are. Representative of who God has made us to be. And we too can change people's lives, transform somebody, 
lead them to Jesus as a result of who God is making us to be. So in closing today, I just want to encourage you, each day you get up, you brush your teeth, you get dressed in the natural. In the spiritual, make sure that you do the same thing. Make sure you get yourself dressed spiritually. Truth, righteousness, salvation, peace, faith. Make sure you're ready for the day ahead to recognize those things in that battle that we're in. And also dress yourself in the attributes and the character of God as you walk through your day because God wants us to live that new nature filled with new promise. He doesn't want us having to pick clothes from an old wardrobe that aren't fit for purpose anymore. We're better than that because of what God's done. So to encourage you, maybe you're like, Faye, I, 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 I haven't been getting dressed at all, I don't think. Hey, that's okay. We just start today, isn't it? We get to learn a new thing. The Bible's all about us learning. He knows. It talks about well, your babies, you're mature. Some things you just don't know. But now today you know a little bit more to help you in your walk with Jesus. So I want to encourage you in that today. And you may be here and you're like, wow, you're talking about wardrobes and that God's given me a wardrobe. I gotta be honest, I haven't been given a new wardrobe yet because I haven't asked Jesus into my heart. I didn't even know I needed to. You know, today if you're here, you will make the best decision of your life in choosing to follow Jesus. And as I've talked about, in following Jesus, he gives us a new nature that is in the likeness of Jesus, his son. He, and he wants to change and transform us because he's got a good plan for your life. He wants to see you succeed in your life. He doesn't want to see you floundering, wondering, why am I here? What's life all about? Why do I feel so empty? No, Jesus came because he wants to give you a life that is so expansive and it's found in the name and the person of Jesus. So if you're here today and you say, I need a savior, I need Jesus, then pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for choosing me, even though I haven't got anything to give you. I accept you into my heart today. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sin. But thank you for what you did for me when you died on the cross. You know, if you prayed that prayer today, at the back at the end, we've got some Bibles and a gift that we'd love to give to you free of charge. Please go and pick one of those Bibles up. Please come and chat to somebody. Dave and myself will be here. We'd love to celebrate with you in the best decision that you have ever made. And our advice would be just keep 
coming back. Whether If you're from this area, we would love to welcome you to our church family. And if you're not from this area, find a church where you can go to to get involved in and you'll watch your life change, transform and flourish as you place Jesus at the centre of it. Amen. Bless you all. Why don't we stand to our feet right now and we're going to worship before um, we go this morning.